Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Plant. Bonnet. Step the Von Erich family is legendary. He was kind of a bully. Lance, Lance by, by chance, chance wrestling as a Von Erich. They were afraid I would go to WWF, so they kind of, on television, it's that I wasn't a real Von Erich. Find out what Lance talked about in his book. You know how many people that I've worked with that are, are dead, especially with world class? Many, many, many people took steroids on top of the other drugs. Chris Adams headbutted the, the co-pilot. And find out what happened when Lance left Dallas. I used to run guns from the States to South Africa and got busted in the UK. Lance, Lance by, by Chance, wrestling as a Von Erich. Get your book today at LanceByChance.com or on Amazon. You are listening to the Russellville Podcast with Vinny Berry and his special guest, me, the prize fighter, Zach Zodiac. It's time. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and my guest this episode is Zach Zodiac. From the World Association of Wrestling, from Newark, right? Norwich, come on, Norwich, England. All right, all right. Well, I was close. You were very close. It's hilarious. Me and my sister always laugh about this because the announcers always say from Norwich or, you know, they, they can't. But then again, it's a very, you know, British word so you know i wouldn't i wouldn't expect the world to be able to pronounce norwich if i'm honest right right i thought it was pretty close though you were close you were close you get a 10 out of 10 for effort because <laughs> yeah, when i when i when i uh did talk to your mom i think i pronounced it norwich so. yeah <laughs> silent right. w okay good 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 well how are you man uh i spoke to you recently uh, you told me that you were very busy. Tell me what you just got done doing and what, you know, all the exciting stuff that your company's doing. Yeah. So, um, you know, we've just finished uh, a seven week tour um, here in the United Kingdom. We've got a, a place that's called Holiday Parks, which you guys would recognize as trailer parks, except from uh you know, ours a holiday destination. So, you know, there'll be multiple caravans on site, There'll be an entertainment complex in the middle of the uh, the holiday camp. Um, and then we're booked to go on there and do basically two to three matches, uh, entertain the general public. These ain't wrestling fans, um, but if you're good at your job, you, you put them into a frenzy. So we've just finished 150 shows in seven weeks. Um, and as soon as they finished uh, at the beginning of September, we've now been rolling on to our TV pilot shows here in Norwich, WAW. Um, so we actually have another one this Friday. Um, so the schedule at the minute is just is just crazy. But um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want it any other way. Truthfully, right? It's crazy good. Yeah, crazy good. You know, keep keep that work coming in. That's what I'm here for. 
That's right. That's right. Because everybody does like to eat and have a roof over their head. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, this is my full time job. This is what pays for the roof of my three children and my wife, you know, so um, there's no such thing as a day off because as a self-employed professional wrestler, you take a day off, there's no money coming into the house. So uh, I'd much rather run, you know, 50 to 100 pound a day than spend 50 to 100 pound. And that's easily done when you've got kids. Right, right. Absolutely. So I do have international listeners, but a majority of my my listeners are from Texas, United States. So for uh, if they're tuning in for the first time and they're they're seeing, hey, he's he's talking to Zach Zodiac. You know, they may not know that, you know, you're the prince of Wales over there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're talking wrestling. Your family has been in wrestling forever. You've been in wrestling all your life. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, my dad is is coming into his 40th year in, in the business, um, you know, and obviously my mum's a wrestler, me, my brother, both of my sisters, my nephews, my son, who's 10 years old, is following in my footsteps and already had 50 matches. Um, you know, in the UK, we start relatively young. And when I say young, you know, I wasn't even I hadn't even hit puberty when I started wrestling. You know, I was six years old managing the good guys against the bad guys just as a valet, uh, getting a couple of spots within the match. And then I made my debut when I was 10. Uh, and in my first year, I had uh, between 30 and 40 matches in my first year. And then it just spiraled out of control. I would say that, you know, my my average match of any year is about 150 matches per year. Uh, and it's been like that for 22 years. Man, that is amazing. That is amazing. And, you know, make the connection. Uh, your sister is is pretty good. She's OK, right? Yeah, she's she's done well for herself, um, Soraya, or formerly known as Paige from the WWE. Um, you know, she's had a very successful career, but she's also had, you know, her, her trials and tribulations and everything else. Um, you know, she's had her hard times, um, but in the last sort of four or five years, she's managed to really turn that uh, and come full circle. She's now once again a world champion, and uh, that makes us very proud to see where she was you know, just a handful of years ago uh, to where she is now, you know, we're all bursting with pride because at one stage we didn't know whether she was going to, you know, carry on living. Truthfully, we we honestly thought that the addictions and the mental health was going to take over, but um, she's a knight and we're all the same. We're all strong. You know, even when we hit rock bottom, we find that strength to climb back up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, being on the outside looking in and, you know, everybody, everybody, has you know i mean when when we look at as humans we have a tendency of looking at someone oh wow look that person's successful so they got it all together right and what yeah. we don't know is is behind the scenes they're you know this is going on that's going on and they're they're thinking about this or worried about this if this happened they got blindsided by whatever we don't see all that stuff no, you know, there's only that that mask, you know, that people can see the, you know, the exterior of it all, you know, the external part, you know, that a smile can cover so much. And, um, you know, on TV, she's always been the ultimate professional. You know, she's always very good with the fans when she when she interacts with them. But no one knew what it was like behind closed doors, you know, and at times it was 
really, really troubling times. You know, um, she's been very honest about her addictions and everything else. And uh, the injury, you know, the injury really cut her deep, a lot deeper than she would, she let out to the rest of the world, you know, to lose your career at 25 years old, um, you know, be told you'll never wrestle again. You know, I mean, there's some people that would struggle that in their 50s, let alone 25 years old when you've not even reached your prime. You know, prime athlete is within their 30s. And in wrestling, sometimes that goes into their 40s. My sister didn't get that opportunity. You know, for five years, she was on the shelf. But now she's 31. She's the, you know, the world champion once again. And I honestly believe that we haven't even seen, she's not even scratched the surface for her ability yet. You know, she helped the women's revolution, but we still not seen Soraya in her prime. And that's, that's to come. The best is yet to come. You know, your, your uh, movie or your family was put into a, a movie, came out a couple of years ago, wrestling with my family, right? You were, you were portrayed in that movie and, and you and your sister had a tryout. She got the golden ticket and you did not, but you know, the worst thing that could have ever happened to you, was it? No, I mean, listen, you said about, you know, success. And in recent years, I've learned to define what success is. Is success having millions of followers or millions of pounds in your bank account, but then sitting in a, a massive house all alone, you know, just counting your money with no one to enjoy it with or spend it with or no quality time, downtime, family time, you know, whereas, you know, when the movie come out, um, you know, it's a Hollywood movie, so they say it's based on a true story, but it was glammed up to the high heavens. You know, I'm not a drinker. I'm not a fighter. I've never laid a hand on my sister. You know, I've never been in trouble with the police. Um, you know, so they, they sort of had to put my side as a flip side to combat her side. Um, but yeah, success. One of the biggest lines in that movie is just because millions of people ain't watching, it don't mean that what you're doing ain't successful. Um, you know, and that really helped me understand that, you know, I may have not got to the highest level of professional wrestling, but I've helped people achieve their dreams. I've trained a blind guy to wrestle. I've helped people with Down syndrome. You know, uh, I work with people with ADD, ADHD, autism, Asperger's, you know, people that society write off we opened up a community here and give them a chance to be what they want to be, you know? And um, yeah, that's what I define as my success. I've helped people that have struggled in society to come in here and to help them grow, to be themselves and love who they are, you know? So that's success to me. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I wanted to talk to you about that because I spoke to your mom, like I said, and uh, she had mentioned that, you you taught a person who is blind right that to to wrestle and to use the ropes and you know my wife works in the disabled field social work since yeah all her life right since she started working and so i know that what it takes to you know not everybody can do that job and so no. the patience to be able to train yeah, I'm sure you can train anybody how to wrestle, but then now you've got these other disabilities or you, yeah. know, you can't see. Yeah. 
it was difficult, you know. The the phone call, my dad originally took the first phone call. Uh, he was 16 years old, this lad was. You know, he's suffering severely with um, mental health. He lost his eyesight in a car crash at nine years old because his dad was drinking. Um, you know, so he had that resentment as well. For nine years, he knew how to see, get around, be a normal child, interact and play. And then in his teen years, you know, this is all taken away. You know, he weren't able to live a normal teenage life or, you know, it, it, he couldn't go out on his own. He, he couldn't socialize, you know, it, it, there were so many factors. And then his doctor said that he was, you know, an, an avid wrestling lover. He loves professional wrestling. Um, so he come to me. I then found out he had 12% vision in his left eye only. Now, basically what that means is he can see light um so you know a, a color could pop at him but you know he can't see a, a body shape or anything like that it's lights that really sort of uh you know play into the eye so we come along you know and for me it was the first time i've ever done anything like this so it was you know i was learning on the job myself truthfully you know the bump side of it was easy but then i'm thinking how do we get this guy running the ropes and to turn without him falling through the ropes so, you know, we're, we're finding that rhythm. I always talk to people about a rhythm of a wrestling ring. Over here, we have 16, 18-foot rings. So three steps and a turn, you are hitting the other side of the ring. So, you know, we then learn the basic steps. Three steps across the ring and a turn, you're on the other side. Three steps from one corner and a turn, you're on the other side. You know, everything was about movement, uh, you know, counting steps, or, you know, finding the rhythm when he's running the ropes, you know, there's a bit of like an, an Indian rhythm there um, that he that he listens to. So, yeah, I mean, it took us a little while to adjust. But when I say he took to the industry like a duck to water, he made my job very, very easy because once the basics were down, which, you know, I'm, I'm a massive person on basics, I believe, you know, you should spend the first 10 years of your career perfecting your basics because that makes wrestling easy after that. Um, but once we got his basics down, we then dialed it up. And this lad's climbing to the top rope and hitting frog splashes and, you know, running and suicide diving between the, the top and middle rope. Um, you know, he, he really pushed boundaries. And, you know, I then thought, well, if I could do this with a blind guy, maybe we should open the door to others and, you know, tell them that their disability may be an ability in professional wrestling. Uh, and since then, you know, the list is very, very long. You know, I'm working currently with two lads with Down syndrome and two lads with autism, Asperger's that, you know, one of the lads, Marvel Marcus, I've had him for 10 years with me. Uh, he was kicked out of all the schools. You know, he was looking like he was going to go in a care home. He suffered with anger issues, brought him into wrestling. And that really helped him, you know, sort of zone in on this. You know, with autism, they they, they have their, their traits where they zone in on something. You know, normally it's trains or dinosaurs or what else. But Marcus zoned into wrestling. And with wrestling, you know, he's like an encyclopedia. He knows every wrestler from every generation to every move, to every match, to every storyline. And now, you know, he's been my wildlife heavyweight champion. Um, you know, and again, this defines success to me. Right, right. And, you know, for for these people who who a lot of people might have already written him off. Now, what what can he do? He he can't see. What what do he he do? He has anger issues, right? And then here, 
you just spend some time with them, you know, you find their passion. Here they are, productive members <laughs> of society, and all they needed yeah. is a little attention, right? Yeah, well, the thing is, nice out of 10, yeah, attention, um, you know, but there's also that understanding as well. You know, most of these guys, they want friends, you know, and I was willing to be their friend. You know, I know what it's like to be the outcast in a school. You know, I was labeled as a, you know, a traveler or a circus guy, you know, going through school, I hated it. You know, I wasn't a cool kid. I was isolated, you know, so for me, I knew what it was like to be on the flip side of the coin. So maybe that made my heart bigger. Maybe that gave me a better understanding. Um, but, you know, first things first, we, we formed a bond. We got a friendship. Once that friendship's there, we then built trust. Once trust is there, they understand that I'm not going to do anything to try and hurt them or put them in harm's way. You know, it's just, there's a mutual respect between us. Let's see how far we can take this now, you know? And, we're high-fiving. I'm learning on the job. I'm as excited, as passionate as they are when they're achieving it because, you know, there's a little voice in the back of my head saying, are we taking this too far? Can these guys do this? And the answer every time was yes. There's no such thing as can. You know, if you give it a good go, you, you'll find that, you know, no one will get anything right, well, not perfect in their first go. But repetition, you know, repetition, repetition, repetition is what makes a, a good professional. Uh, and these these guys... They're committed to working and I don't treat them any different. If my guys go for a five mile run, they go for a five mile run. You know, someone in the, in the group is disrupting and they get a forfeit. They join in the forfeit. They were treated as normal people, which society sometimes don't do. You know, they think, oh, he's blind. So, you know, they'll go up and they'll lower his voice or talk to him in a different way. And he's like, I'm blind. You know, don't, don't change who you are for me. Treat me the same. And that's what wrestling give them, to be equal, to be normal. You know, and, and these are their words, not mine. That's what they've told me when, you know, they've given me feedback and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. I, I used to work in news and uh, I did a story with an organization that with, with blind people. And um, I just asked, I said, hey, if you ever see... Uh, a blind person in the uh, in out in public uh, struggling with something or, you know, they look like they're lost. What do you do? And they, they said, just say, hello, this is my name. Can I help you? Yeah. Do something? And you know what? That was the easiest, easiest solution. And you know what? I've been able to use that a couple of times since then. Yeah. that happened 20 years ago before I, I probably I wouldn't have known what to do. Right. No. No. And, and this is the problem is, you know, I'm not blaming society. They don't know how to act. You know, it, am I going to make them feel uncomfortable by approaching them? What do I say? You know, I don't want to make them feel like shit or, or you know, if, but the problem, the thing is, just be yourself, be authentic. If I see an old lady struggling to cross the road, I'll go hold her hand and take her over the road. If I see someone in a wheelchair that's got the same thing, I'll go grab the hand and say, hey, let me take you over there. You know, I don't treat anyone any different. If there's a teenager that looks like they're struggling, are you okay? Do you need some help? You know, they just want to be, you know, they want, they want to be treated normal because for every day of their life, you know, they haven't, they haven't been treated that way. You know, but when they come to here to WAW, they become part of the family, part of the community, part of the team, and they're treated as equals. You know, if they mess up, they get forfeits. It's as simple as I ain't going to treat them any different. They need the same work ethic and the same passion and the same drive as what I'm putting in to everyone else. 
you know, and I think that's where we have been successful is, you know, it's okay. You want to be one of us? Cool. Well, if you're going to be one of us, you treated like one of us. And that, that is where they, they are addicted because for the first time in their lives, they feel like everyone else, not an outcast. That's great. Yeah. And, but also, you know, a lot of that has to do with education, right? And, you know, and, and with, 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 like I said, I mentioned with my wife and her background, I mean, she's able to say, approach it like this. Don't do it like that. Right. (laughs) I wouldn't know. Yeah. I I wouldn't know. So, you know, you, you and I were talking, you know, one of the, the, main things that you kind of stressed upon when we were talking off camera is like, you know, uh, being respectful and, and uh, goes a long way in, in the professional wrestling business. Just basically, Hey, do what you say you're going to do. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look, respect goes a long way, not just in the wrestling business, but in life, you know, one thing that you've got is your word. If you say, Hey, I'm going to be there Thursday at 2 PM you know, then I'm taking your word for it. You're going to be there Thursday at 2 p.m. Now, if something happens in the meantime, have the respect and the common decency to message me and say, hey, I ain't going to be there, you know, and especially in the wrestling world. I've been in the business 22 years, but every show I go to, I will shake everyone's hand in that building, either a shake or a fist bump. You know, and I'm talking about the people that set the ring up to the guys that are selling the merchandise to the camera guys, to the guys that clean down the room afterwards, to the opener match, to the main event, to the referees, to the MC. We're all equals without any of them. One people doing their jobs. We can't be who we want to be, you know? So respect goes a long, long way. You know, like I said, not just in wrestling, but in life in general. And I feel that sometimes that is missing. We, we we had the conversation about, you know, some people letting you down and not even having the audacity or respect to come and say, look, I'm sorry, you know, I, I had this or I had that. They'll message you two, like, two days later, like, oh, my bad. You know, like, let, don't worry about this. It hasn't affected my life sort of thing. But as a human being, you know, like I said, your word is your bond. What what you say you're going to do, you've you got to do. Now, in life, things do interrupt that. But it doesn't take two seconds to say, look, I'm really sorry. Look, we've rescheduled this countless times, you know, and I've had to say, look, I'm so sorry. This has come up. I could do that week. No, look, this has come up now, but I can do here. I've kept you in the loop the whole time. I've not just sort of pushed you to one side and be like, oh, forget about this guy, you know, because it respect, it goes a long way. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, I definitely appreciate it too, because um, had you not responded, you would have probably got about, a, you know, 20 or 30 more emails from me. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I appreciate the the persistence because I get a lot of emails about podcasts and I've got to be honest, I am pretty selective on what I do because you know, a lot of maybe the smaller podcasts, they'll ask the same thing. And nine out of 10, they're just, they're, they're fishing for information on my sister. Whereas I'm building a brand here myself. You know, I have been for a long time. And in recent years, you know, I am starting to climb the ladder and I'm I'm heading in the right direction. Um, so, you know, I am. Uh, and again, Chaz Miracle was the one that, that passed you over to me and said, look, this guy, you know, do a podcast. And I love it when someone comes on a recommendation because then I come in trusting and respecting the process of the interview right. do you know what i mean yeah and and who's your sister um i don't know mate 
Hey, you, you know, uh, when you were talking about respect and fist bumping, I, I want to tell you, share a little story with you. I went to Vegas years and years ago. A friend of mine yeah. said, if you ever go to Vegas, you have to go see Wayne Newton. I don't have any records by Wayne Newton. Not my genre of music, right? Respect him as an entertainer, but not my genre of music. I bought two tickets. Me and my friend went to Wayne Newton, and I've been to hundreds of concerts, fifty concerts. I, I, I will never forget Wayne Newton because he not only did he play every instrument on stage, but he came out in the audience and shake hands and shake all the men's hands, gave all the women a hug, and thank everybody for coming. Yeah, because it, you know, listen. That is respect to the people that's gotten to where he is. You know, you can't forget your your fans or the people that are purchasing tickets. You know, I, here in WAW, you know, I helped my dad run this company. I'm 50% into this. But, you know, at the end of the show, me and my dad are both out there. We're both out there thanking the fans, appreciating them. You know, so without them, we can't be the wrestlers. And without them, the company can't have the money to run the next show. You know, so again, I feel like, you know, people can learn from that story. You know, respect. That's yeah, the word absolutely. of the whole podcast, right? Respect. Yeah, and it it doesn't it doesn't take anything to smile and say hi, right? Absolutely, manners cost nothing. Zach, it's been a pleasure talking to you, man. It was worth the wait. I am so glad <laughs> you're a stand up dude, man. You really are. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Like I said, being persistent. I'm sorry it took time, but uh, I'm very thankful that we got to do it now, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, good things come to those who wait. Absolutely. I've waited a lifetime and the good things are about to come, Vinny. I can promise you that. <laughs> You're listening to the Wrestleville podcast where wrestling lives. WZ Podcast with Rick Del Santo. For all your wrestling reviews, interviews, and news, Rick covers the United Wrestling Network, the NWA, and the Northeast region of the United States Independence. PWC, 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 PWC keeps you in the zone. Von Eric family is legendary. He was kind of a bully. Lance, Lance by, by chance, wrestling as a Von Eric. They were afraid I would go to WWF, so they kind of on television it, that I wasn't a real Von Eric. Find out what Lance talked about in his book. You know how many people that I've worked with that are or dead, especially with world class. Many, many, many people took steroids on top of the other drugs. Chris Adams headbutted the, the co-pilot. And find out what happened when Lance left Dallas. I used to run guns from the States to South Africa and got busted in the UK. Lance, Lance by, by Chance, chance wrestling, wrestling as a Von Eric. Lance by Chance. Get your book today at LanceByChance.com or on Amazon. <laughs>